0: all right well welcome to episode four of what we're calling currently the dependable dad podcast that may change at some point but um today have on a friend of mine his name is daniel rosenthal you might know him as Train on instagram i share a lot of his stuff because he's terrific um fellow father um also from the uk i guess my my first two guests have been from uh <laughs> from overseas so that's been kind of fun I'm cool. so, you'll, so i'm sure you'll enjoy uh listening to daniel and um yeah just weight loss expert particularly for um women over 40 who are busy and and career driven and moms and all these tons of things but uh, has just worked um really really great and you should tell me he's got you know Plenty of clients and and doing great, and they're all making great progress. So, thanks for coming
1: on, Daniel. Well, thank you for that really nice introduction and for having me on. Appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Awesome, man. So, just want to start here. Um, you have really kind of grown uh, your Instagram now uh, to to quite a large audience, and and it I think it's pretty clear that it's due to you. You kind of have a no BS way of of going about it right there's a lot of fluff in the in the industry Mm. and on social media and you've really worked really hard to kind of cut through that and i think that's why so many people follow you and and resonate with you so can you kind of share a little bit about the things that you've seen on social media as as you've been on it and why that's kind of directed you to the types of stuff that you put out and and the things that you believe in
1: yeah great question so you still see a lot. Can I curse on this by the way? No, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all of the shit that <laughs> I used to believe. Yeah. Right. Back in my early twenties, mid twenties. I used to believe all the shit like oh, you have to do hit to lose weight yeah calories don't matter it's all about the quality of the food that you eat carbs cause weight gain you can't eat sugar you shouldn't drink shouldn't drink any alcohol you know i used to believe all of this stuff you have to do cardio to lose weight or cardio is the most important thing to lose weight
0: yeah
1: i used to believe all of this shit i know it's shit because i believed it it didn't work yeah um but you still see people putting this stuff out there you know um, all of that kind of thing. So that was what prompted me to start my Instagram page. And I started it like back in like 2017, 18, but I only really took it seriously from like beginning of 2019. And I started posting on a daily basis every day, talking about the kind of things that I saw that did work and that didn't work. And, um, yeah, people tended to, to start liking it. And I followed a bunch of other really great coaches and trainers who are big influences on me and like how I communicate people like, you know, Jordan Saad, for example, he's a fantastic guy to follow. Um, There there are a bunch. And, you know, if you want, I can give you a list of people who I would like definitely recommend, Hey, these are some great people to follow. Um, But you take inspiration from them and what they were doing and thinking, yeah, like, you know, I've got this small audience. Let me talk about what I think and what I believe and, what I've seen that works and what doesn't work. And um, yeah, I've got plenty of comments about, you know, hey, shouldn't eat carbs. And even when I'm talking about carbs and hey, women probably shouldn't lift weights. We even know why shouldn't women lift weights. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it was a matter of me wanting to basically tell people and show them how to actually lose weight. Like my goal with my content is if somebody were to spend an entire afternoon just reading through my content. I want them to be able to come up with a plan. Yeah. On their own based on reading my content. Yeah. Um, that's that's my goal. I try to basically tell people exactly what to do and how to do it. And I can't tell you how many people have just reached out to me or emailed me to say, hey, thanks for all of your content. You know, I've I've lost 30 pounds following you or 40 pounds following you. Just because Incredible. they have sat down, put the time in to come up with a plan put together a couple of simple workouts, start working on getting their steps and tracking their food and being in a calorie deficit and, and getting results just from you know, taking action.
0: Yeah. Love that. Well, you, you really are like your, your content is, is super practical. Like, I, I think that that's, it's one of the things that, um, we can get we can get really nebulous about this and that's mm. that's something that i tend to do sure. is i tend to like think big picture and like there's there's over overwhelming obstacles but the, yeah. the nuts and bolts of like how do we do this and, and you tend to get super specific which i think is super helpful in the fact that like you have a ton of clients and you get them great results but in the same time you've also impacted you know probably you know you have whatever over a hundred thousand followers you probably have impacted <laughs> yes, thousands great thousands of people's lives have been impacted by the stuff that you just put out there for free because it's super practical and actionable in the way that you do it so if let's just start here right because i think that Hmm. this is a because you kind of touched on some of these things but like you're you're somebody who is really practical with with the stuff that you put out so if you're kind of walking somebody from all right i'm i'm done all of the things that you said right like i've mm. i've tried the hit stuff and the cardio and i've tried the crash diets and cut out carbs and mm-hmm. done all the different things and and i whatever can't stick with it or i i lose the weight and i can't yeah. do it or i can't lose the weight or whatever it is what what would be some of the things that you cuz i i've kind of talked a, a little bit about my hierarchy of of like mm. things like what are what's like number 1 number 2 number 3 as you're kind of setting people up for for progress to do it the right way
1: yeah it's it's funny about like what is most important and what is next and then I kind of think okay. of, well it kind of depends on a bunch of other stuff because the, the more I've been doing this and working with people and giving advice on, online and everything the more I'm realizing that there are there are two real super important foundational habits that you should try to get in place as well as you can mm-hmm. that is sleep Mm -hmm. and stress management those seem to be the two like biggest things that are holding people back from getting results yeah um now i know that you know you're a parent with young kids Mm -hmm. i have a 16 month old she woke us up at like 5 a.m today after we had like our smoke detector go off by in error at around 2 a.m so like I know that I'm talking about sleep, <laughs> feeling fucking exhausted right yeah. now. So yeah, I'm not saying that, yeah, no, very few parents out here are going to be getting eight hours of fantastic sleep every night. Yeah. But can you maybe not stay up till midnight on watching Netflix? Yeah. Right. So like, can we maybe not be on your phone in bed as you're trying to fall asleep? Right. So can you at least if you can't get more sleep, if you're only getting six hours right now, can we at least try to maximize the quality of those hours by doing these small things like, you know, getting off Netflix and stop looking at screens and going to bed a little bit earlier and not thinking that me time to unwind has to be three or four fucking hours every fucking night. It doesn't have to be that long. okay? you can spend. Cool. Have an hour on Netflix, but then maybe go to bed, read a book. Yeah. That, that that's so relaxing. You're going to feel so much better doing that kind of thing. I know it sounds kind of boring when you've got the attraction of Netflix and all this mm. awesome TV shows on there, but quite frankly, you are, you are going to feel better, more relaxed. you're going to feel like you're, you function way better as a person, as a parent, as like a, a worker, as a husband, as a wife, just getting a bit more good quality sleep. So I think that, um, sleep is like a foundational habit, um, And again, if you're like, if you've got like a three month old kid, you're not going to be getting a lot of sleep. No. I mean, to be frank, if you've got a three month old kid, you probably maybe shouldn't be trying to lose weight at this point, depending on if you're breastfeeding and a bunch of other kind of factors. So definitely if you are like um, um, a mom of like a very young infant, Mm -hmm. talk to your doctor before you try to lose weight. It's really important because of the potential effects on milk supply. In fact, I don't actually work with mothers who are still breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it would not be ethical for me. I'm not educated enough to be able to work with somebody at that at that point. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, and in that kind of situation, you're not going to get the best sleep. Um, and and also yeah, when it comes to the stress management side of things, like how much of people's poor food and drink decisions on weekends are down to them having had a really stressful week. And that's how they manage their stress or in the yeah. evening opening up the wine. Like having a glass is cool. But when a glass turns into two, three, a four bottle. glasses every, <laughs> a whole bottle every night. Yeah. yeah, like we're managing stress in a way that definitely works in the moment. That's otherwise people wouldn't do it. But yeah. it's not in line with your goals and it will not work in the long term. Yeah. Um and yeah, I found that once people get their sleep under control, their hunger levels come way down. Yeah. Once people get their stress under control, they can make much better decisions around food and drink in the evenings and on the weekends. And then we can start to think about the nutrition and the and the um the yeah. movement side of thing. Now, again, to answer what your question that you specifically asked what is most important to lose weight? Well, the most important thing is that you're in a calorie deficit. Yeah. In that you are consuming fewer calories than you're burning, but it isn't quite as simple as that, right? Yeah. Got to think. Okay. Well, are you eating vegetables and fruits so that you feel full and you feel healthy? Are you eating enough protein so that you feel healthy? Yeah. Are you are you eating carbs and some kind of you know? Are you eating like what I call less nutritious food? I don't want to call it bad food or junk food or anything else like that, but less nutritious food. Are you including that in your diet so that you don't feel like you're overly deprived and restricted? And then you just eat tons and tons of that on weekends. Um, So, yeah, so like I I do have to when I'm thinking about each individual client, I do have to have a pretty in-depth conversation with them at first. Mm-hmm. about what their current lifestyle looks like and then we can think okay well where can we start working on this first but let's say again just maybe to make things seem simple let's say i'm like thinking about the general person general public what yeah. i'm giving people advice on on my instagram page being in that calorie deficit and dealing with nutrition is the number one thing to focus on with that loss yeah the number one thing um and I'm sure you've seen me put the the, the, the formula, formula out there of, you know, yeah. taking your target weight in pounds and multiplying that by 12 for an approximate calorie intake that should put you in a calorie deficit. Now, I first learned that formula from Jordan Syatt like learned years that. ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I've got, a, in fact, I've got a blog post on my website that basically breaks down that formula and explains why it is actually pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, so that's a good formula for. For being in that calorie deficit, and it's also that assumes that you're getting plenty of movement day to day. Yeah, that you're getting your seven to ten thousand steps approximately per day, and that you're working out of in some way three to five times per week. Ideally, that's mostly strength training. But frankly, if you're just beginning out, starting out, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Just yeah. go and do something a few yeah. times a week. Um, and I and it's funny, I often tell people that. Getting your steps is going to burn way more calories than than any kind of workout. If that's what you're trying to do, you're trying to burn the most amount of calories day to day. Like going, going in your, you know, seven to ten thousand steps is getting approximately three and a half to five miles of walking done per day, or yeah. the equivalent in, in whatever kind of activities that you're doing. That'll burn significantly more more steps, more calories than any workout that you do. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's a weird thing, you know. Just going for leisurely walks throughout the day and getting eight thousand steps will burn probably twice as many calories as an average strength workout.
0: Well, and the flip least. side, the additional thing with that too is is you don't mm. get the added. And I think I talked about this recently. You, you don't get the added. I'm not even gonna call it a drawback, but the the byproduct of a hard workout, even if you go hard and say you burn whatever three, four, five hundred calories. I don't know, mm. you know. Don't trust your your watch but like say that you did, you're going to be hungry, right? If I go run those three to five miles, I'm going to be, there's like, I'm going to, it's going to be harder to do priority one, which is to stay in that calorie deficit because I'm going to, or even if I'm hungrier or I'm mentally like I ran, so therefore I earned this food that I'm going to then eat and you and you undo the progress that you made from Mm -hmm. that. And so the, like you don't come back from like a walk around your neighborhood with your kids and your dog. And like, I'm famished, you know, that doesn't often happen.
1: So Absolutely.
0: You don't, eat, you don't eat those calories back yep. that you burned
1: for sure. Absolutely. And also, you know, if you're working out three to five times a week pretty intensely um, you want to be recovering from that. Yeah. So doing the low intensity movement is so great for recovery and also great for stress management. One of those foundational habits that I mentioned earlier on like sure. stress management, going for a walk outside in nature, where it's sunny, even though it's getting a little bit cold now, that'll make you feel great. Yeah,
0: totally. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. I'm like yeah. jazzed up. It's a beautiful day here. So I'm going to go yeah. for a walk. I have a, good time a little <laughs> bit after I call. I'm going to go outside and try to get outside. But I love, there's so many awesome things that you said there. And I want to kind of dig in on, mm. on some of these. So sure. one of the things that I love that you said at the beginning is right? The easy answer to that question would have been nutrition. And the fact that you took it in a different direction just shows how awesome a coach you are and understanding of
1: appreciate that
0: of what what makes this work for people. And Mm. and you said it exactly right. Like the reason it's not that we don't know what we need to do. Like we all kind of know this idea. Like I need to to eat less food, you know, that I'm burning in order like we know that intellectually, even if we're in a you know we don't know what's called a calorie deficit but we understand we need to eat a little bit less food than we're burning in order to do it so like that concept is there it's not what do i do it's i can't seem to do it yeah well i can't seem to do it because of those two things right i'm not Mm -hmm. sleeping well and i'm i'm not managing my stress well and so the byproduct of that is it makes it a lot harder to do it i i think about this all the time like if you I did this. I had a similar thing the other day. I forget what it was. My daughter was up at like three in the morning. She was up at like one. And then I got again at three. So my wife got up with her at one. I got up with her at three and she was up from three until I had to go for the day. So I was awake from three for the day. And the idea that I was like going to get a workout in and go for a walk or do anything was like, I got nothing today. I'm just like trying Mm -hmm. to make it to the end of the day today. (laughs) And so when, when sleep doesn't happen, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot harder to make those decisions like you, like you talked about for sure. So like, as you're talking about today, right? Like where are your energy levels at today from, from your experience the night before. So coming mm-hmm. back to the sleep thing. Yeah. Right. How do you marry? Cause you talked about like the Netflix thing, right. Yep. And, and stress management, because for a lot of people that is the stress management, right. It's like, I'm, it's like the escape, right. That's yes. really what it is. And so, Mm-hmm. like this is my stress management there and so you're like so how do you kind of talk with people who are in that mode where they cuz you work with a lot of like super career d- driven busy people who are like high demand jobs yeah and families and etc so for that or even for you who are in a similar position mm. how do you balance like you're working a lot there's a lot of demands on your time yeah all of the the time for me to unwind the time with your wife with your daughter with Mm -hmm. you know to do all that and then also prioritize sleep like how do you kind of talk through that with other people or for yourself
1: yeah that's a that's a great point because netflix watching tv like that can be part of your stress management plan like i've never said to a single client you should really stop watching tv like you should really cut out Netflix altogether because no. First of all, no one's going to do that. And Second of all, yeah. you don't need to do that. Yeah. Um. My point is, first of all, like, what are the current habits looking like? Is it like, is it like two hours? Is it like an entire movie? Like, okay, cool. Instead of like, or is it like three episodes or two episodes of a show? Okay, cool. So, my first question is, okay, where can we just like just just chip away a little bit? Can we drop from two shows just just to one show in the evening? Can we do that? And can we also recognize that perhaps think about what you're doing, think about what your goals are, are your actions in line with your goals? And if your action of watching Netflix and then getting poor sleep, that's not in line with your goals. So what can we do to balance the two out so that you can get your Netflix hit, but also get the good sleep? And I guess it's recognizing that first of all, it's it can be part of a stress management plan, yeah. But it's more distraction than stress management. Yeah, it's you're not really well doing anything that's going to actually help you manage stress or improve your reaction to stress in the long term. It's a band. So by that, I mean things like you know, um, journaling is a yeah. very good way of coming down for the day, doing a little brain dump so that you don't have to worry about thinking about things overnight, Um, putting your frustrations down on paper so that you have this way of dealing with it. Um, Deep breathing is another really good thing that you can do. You know, like go home, have your food, spend time with the family, watch a show. But then you've you've got some time in between, right, between bedtime and then after you just watch the one show instead of the two. So maybe you do some deep breathing. You know, if you have I'm not sure if you ever heard of four, seven, eight breathing, I haven't, no. Cool. So that's where you inhale for a count of four, hold your breath for a count of seven, oh, yeah, yeah. and then I exhale for a count of eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's that was, um, I can't remember the guy who invented it right now because my brain is mush from the poor sleep <laughs> last night. Um, well, it's evidence, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's yet yeah, your four, seven, eight breathing. You, you do four, if I do four rounds of that literally any time during the day, it brings me down to such a low stress, low anxiety state. You can do it in the moment when you're stressed. You can do it as part of like a regular stress management practice, because, you know, you don't just want to be doing these stress management things when you're feeling, um, when you're feeling stressed, you want to be doing them on a regular basis so that they can get you to that state and then keep you there. Now it's not, they're not going to prevent stress. What they might do though is instead of like your subjective feeling of stress being like a nine out of ten, it might bring it down to a seven and a half. Yeah, which is an improvement, which is Absolutely. a big improvement. It helps you be able to like say no to some stuff and say yes to other stuff mm-hmm. appropriately. Um, but I ask my clients, okay, so what? Where can we? What can we do that's going to still let you feel like you are unwinding in the evening, but also some? What can we add in to maybe help you deal with that stress? And the breathing is one. Um, meditation is another one it's funny nobody will meditate for 10 minutes but everybody will sit and watch a show for 30 minutes yeah I mean like there you go mm-hmm. um, I, yeah meditation is another really great one that I'm a huge fan of mm-hmm. um, I mentioned journaling um, but if you're not into that sitting still and quietly thing um, yeah like what about some, like, some, um, some mindful walking go for a mindful walk without a podcast without music where you're basically walking along the street and you are just like observing what you can see at that current time. Like, what can you see? What can you smell? What can you hear? Just being present for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's there's so much great evidence that being mindful in some way um, helps you manage stress and brings down those subjective feelings of stress just by doing this as a regular practice. Something else that I like, like my clients to do that I do recommend, you know, when they do eventually go to bed, if they don't want to meditate, if they don't want to do some deep breathing, I'm like, okay, cool. How about you go to bed 15 minutes early and just read some fiction in bed?
0: So why fiction? I I, I like that, but yeah. why, why fiction versus nonfiction?
1: Nonfiction tends to... um Make turn on the kind of the ana- analytical part of your brain, which makes you think about stuff and overstimulates you. Whereas a story or like an autobiography would also be a, a good way of doing that because you know it's 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 non-fiction told as a story, right? That's what that autobiography yeah. is. Um, so that as well would be would be a good option. So yeah, I tell my clients yeah, read fiction or autobiography in bed. Um, it puts you into a very calm state put you into a very into an optimal state not only for falling asleep but also for staying asleep at the same time while yeah. being like a nice way of, of managing stress at the same time um, so yeah like that that's that's the biggest part and you know one of my regular questions to my clients in my check-ins is how many hours of sleep are you getting on average yeah. i when i have them give me very specific numbers and i ask them what the quality of the sleep is like and if they're getting less than 7 hours and the quality is less than eight out of ten. Then we—that's what we need to address. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. So yeah, so like like I said, I'm not completely against Netflix. I'm just against staying up all night watching it. Absolutely.
0: Well, I think that's true of anything, right? Because it's it's when when we start to. And I think, you know, we realize it when it's when it comes to losing weight or eating or or anything like that, like when Mm -hmm. we when we're using some of these things to avoid and and we want to stay within the scope of what we're saying. But I think we're sure we're we're observers of humans, I think, as as coaches and and a Mm -hmm. lot of people share a lot of things with us. But a lot of the times it's like doing the Netflix oftentimes can lead to some problem times when it comes to eating as well. Right. So like people get into the, you know, I'm mm. sure one of the things that you've, you've seen and, and, and you've, I think I've seen you like call it out as BS, right. Is the like, don't eat after whatever, you know, eight o'clock because sure. it's like, it's like the gremlins, right? Like don't feed them after yep. midnight kind of thing. Cause all of a sudden you're going to yep. store it all as fat, which is total hogwash. But the reason mm. why that law, you know, yep. quote unquote, is effective is because if you don't eat after 8 PM, there's very little that you're going to eat after 8 PM. That's going to be like a really good decision unless you're no planning one, no
1: one's steaming broccoli after 8 p.m right <laughs> no,
0: no at all and so that's usually when you and you get it and you're not eating out of hunger you're eating out of mm. boredom or stress or whatever it is and so you go to the things you eat the kids snacks and treats and whatever yep. and there's no and you're mindlessly doing it the opposite of the mindful mm. that you said yeah because you're watching netflix or you're watching whatever and, or you're like simultaneously like we're we're like triple quadruple dipping right we're like watching Netflix we're scrolling through our phone we're drinking wine and we're having a snack and all of a sudden it's like yeah. that it's just all of those things are are counterproductive like to like you said to your goals and you mm-hmm. don't feel any better and the reason why you keep going we keep going is because they're not mm-hmm. satisfying like yeah. You, you just keep yeah. going be like, maybe the next show will make me less stressed. And it's like, no, yeah. it doesn't make you any less stressed. Yeah. So I love that. I love. It's funny
1: about that. You just mentioned it. made me think of, you know, how eating off a certain time will not cause weight gain, but, you know, it can result in eating too many calories. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, I heard, um I heard a coach say a similar thing about doing fasted cardio in the morning. Like yeah. doing fasted cardio, there is no evidence that we have as of <laughs> no. yet that shows that doing cardio without eat, before, doing cardio you know before breakfast it will not lead to more fat loss there's no evidence that it will yeah however one coach made a very good point fasted cardio in the morning is not fun when you spend an hour <laughs> you woke up you wake up early you do some fasted cardio it's not fun then let's say you go to the office and there are donuts yeah. it's possible that you might be the kind of person who says you know what spent an hour doing that god-awful thing this morning i am not going to waste it by having a donut right now yeah right so they they don't want to have wasted that terrible hour yeah for the sake of having a donut so i can see from that perspective sure like it can like it can help you with your mindset around things and can help you make decisions but um it's yeah same kind of thing like just like eating off a certain time won't cause fat gain Yeah, but it can lead to behavior that won't be in line with your goals. Same thing with fasted cardio. It won't cause more fat loss, but it may be for some people. It does not for me, but for some people, it can maybe help you be more on track throughout the day with your goals.
0: Well, and and that's a matter of knowing yourself, right? Because there are some people who would be in that spot, right? There are some people who flip this in reverse, right? They're like, once I start working out, then I'm going to be more conscious of my food choices, versus Mm. for some people like the working out is the last thing that they want to do and so similar to situation for you some person wakes up they do the miserable thing of like going for a run first thing when they wake up and then they go and there's a donut there some people are gonna be like i'm not gonna waste that time and other people are like i freaking earned this donut right and so you have to know yourself well enough to know what is gonna be Mm. the best thing for you so like speaking about evening time i had a client who i was talking about this with and so he would go and he would want um, you know, either ice cream or, uh, you know, chips or something like that, pirate's booty or whatever it is. Mm. And, and you just, you start on the pirate's booty and you get to the bottom of the bag, right? You start on the the Ben and Jerry's pint and you scrape in the bottom of it. And so it's like, all right, if you know that that's what you're going to do, just trying to white knuckle your way through it is really not a good method. Cause even yeah. if you can do it for a period of time, it's not going to work. And so we talked about, all right, like, what are some positive alternatives And that that you, because you know, you're going to do this, right. And so just willing yourself not to do it, maybe at some point you, you don't do that, but like to try to go from all there to nothing. Right. So like for him, we started talking about like, all right, what if you go and get like the halo top ice cream, which, you know, is that fantastic? No, but and it doesn't taste like Ben and Jerry's, but it's, you can scrape the bottom of it. Versus trying to be like, well, just don't eat the whole thing of Ben and Jerry's. It's yeah. like
1: it's a step in the right direction. You know, so like
0: we we went from 1,300 calories to 350 calories, right? Or instead of- That's, that's huge. Have, it's a huge, yeah. it's a thousand calories. It's a yeah. huge difference. Same thing with the Pirate's booty, right? If you know you want, you're going to keep going until you're scraping the bottom of the thing. Yep. Right? You make like air popped popcorn, which is mm. like 50 calories for a giant bowl of it. And you can sprinkle some stuff on there and you can eat to mm. your, your heart's content, yeah. Is it perfect? No, but like you're steering into who you are, versus trying mm-hmm. to just because I think that's one of the biggest things that you talk about is like, you have to you have to know yourself well enough to know like, what is a reasonable thing to do? And why yeah. a lot of these things fail fasted cardio, intermittent fasting, keto, mm-hmm. all these things fail is that it it's not natural. And so it's got a half-life to it. Like it's, you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna fail on it. So I'd, I'd be curious to hear kind of some of the things like that, that you've seen mm. or for your life um, with your clients or whatever, where you're like, all right, what are, what's kind of meeting in the middle? Like some gradual steps versus like, all right, maybe I can't go from here all the way there. Like you talked about, like, I'm going to shave yeah. one show off, but thinking now on the nutrition mm. side of things, um, yeah, or the training side of things. What are some like ways that you kind of build build up to the goals versus just trying to go right at them?
1: Yeah, well, one approach that I like to take is to think, okay, what can we add? Yeah, okay, what can Same we add? I'll like, think. okay, yep. so let let's have a look at somebody's protein intake. Okay, cool. It's we're not getting a lot of a lot of protein. Yeah, let's just start with breakfast. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the most simple thing for this particular person. What can we do to have you get instead of like five grams of protein at breakfast, let's say we hit 25 grams of protein. What can we add in at breakfast? Let's make a list of things that you enjoy eating that are high in protein that we could, we could add to breakfast. Um, Same thing with, okay, if somebody's not eating any fruit or vegetables, cool. Pick a meal, pick a fruit or vegetable and let them, let's kind of like, let's, let's think what can we do to add a portion of fruit or vegetables to your um to your each day just one let's just start with one and build it up from there um water intake so -hmm. if somebody's not drinking any water consciously cool we're gonna have it stack we're gonna drink a glass of water before each meal Mm -hmm. okay so like all of these little things that you can add on are like like fantastic and again if somebody's not doing um any workouts Let's just start with one. Let's not try yeah. and do five. Let's try with yeah. let's try and do a workout that's about fifteen minutes. Yeah, just to build the habit. Yeah, and if somebody's getting four thousand steps per day, and I want to see them getting seven to ten, okay, week one we're going to get five. How are we going to get five thousand steps this week if you're currently getting four? It's an extra ten minutes of walking that you can break up anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. So, what can we add um, based on on your current habits? Because I tell clients that. You know, like if we were together for six months, six months down the line, you're probably, and you've if you were to compare your compare your, uh, your habits right now to your habits in six months time, they're going to be very different habits day today, but you're not going to notice because we're yes. going to do it so gradually over yeah. the next few months. just adding in one little thing at a time.
0: Yeah. I say that all the time and I'm like, listen, this is going to be excruciatingly slow. It's going to feel <laughs> slow and yeah. you're going to feel like you're not doing enough. Mm. But that's the point, because every other time when you've tried, you've done too much and you couldn't stick with it because you got too much stuff happening and you're coming Mm. out of the game way too hot.
1: So I love that habit habit stacking. Yeah. Yeah. So like pairing a new habit with an existing habit. So like, yeah, if you're trying to drink more water um, and you already eat three meals a day, Let's mm-hmm. stack the water habit with what you're already doing three times a day, mm-hmm. and just drink that that water. Now, people use this also to start meditating. I've heard Okay, mm-hmm. people normally drink a coffee in the morning. Cool, you're going to meditate before your coffee.
0: Yeah. There we go. We Have loves having- dogs,
1: right? <laughs> and it, it's funny you said something about you said something about, this is going to feel exc- excruciatingly slow, and that you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I I I've posted on this here a bunch of times. At a certain point, you should you should be feeling like. Is this it? Do I? Just, is this like this? Is this, this feels like <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. To be like, you should maybe have like other hobbies while you're doing this, because yeah. after a few weeks, and you or let's say well, whatever, six weeks or twelve weeks, however long it takes you to have the habits in place, yep, and they are ingrained habits. This won't be a thing that you'll be thinking about all the time. Yeah, which you kind of just de-
0: spent your whole life thinking about. And yeah, trying like either thinking about the thing that you're the new thing that you're trying or like regretting the fact that you couldn't do it and thinking about what's the next thing you're going to try. Like this yeah. takes up so much of our our brain
1: mm. power. And this is the fundamental difference between a sustainable habit and an unsustainable habit. Yeah. Unsustainable habits start off easy and get more difficult with time. T- take keto. So mm-hmm. cool, cool, day one of keto, throw the potato out, just have extra salad with your dinner. Easy, really yeah. easy. Love but it. then... It's, you slowly start to miss carbs and then you socialize and think, oh, I can't have any alcohol or anything that's going to kick me out of ketosis. So I guess yeah. I could have this like <laughs> tequila and club soda, but I kind of want a beer. And it gets really, really hard, right, over yeah. time. So being keto long term, I don't think I met anybody ever who's been keto for a long time. Maybe yeah. like there are there's, always outliers. I'm yeah. not, not, not saying there's nobody, but I don't know anybody personally who's On keto and just stuck with it long term. Forever. Um, yeah. Whereas a sustainable habit feels difficult at first, but gets easier over time. Yes. Let's say eating more protein. Eating more protein at first for most people is really, really challenging because people have never thought about basing their meals around protein before. And you really have to think, you really do have to make an effort and you have to plan. Mm -hmm. But then six weeks of doing that three times a day all that practice, it's going to be second nature. Yeah. You know what you're not going to think about you're going to go to a restaurant and you're going to be looking for the protein.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that. And this is my, my tip for people when they're doing protein. And this is, I don't know if you're into, this is a little bit of an insight into me. I'm, I'm like really into like cooking shows like Gordon Ramsey, okay, that cool. kind of stuff like master chef. And he always says, you know, what's the hero of the dish? Like what, when or when you go to a nice restaurant right sure. you don't you don't order you know the what you order the pork chop right you order the whatever and then it the comes with, dish. It, come, it comes up with whatever it is right but it's yeah. like what's it's the hero like this is the sure. pork dish this is the short rib dish it's the whatever dish i'm ordering the vegan dish to a nice restaurant cuz i got six items what's the hero and it's got other stuff with it but yeah. the meal is centered around protein exactly like you said and so mm. making the protein the hero and when you base your meals around protein all of a sudden it becomes a lot easier for you to be like oh i got to my goal and i'm i haven't even hit dinner yet like i got i got hmm. protein coming out my gills here yep Yeah. You know,
1: i had one pro- i had one client it was, this was completely her idea instead of pre-tracking like the food for the day yeah she would pre-track a protein. Yeah. So every evening she would track all of her protein for the rest of the, for each for each meal and yeah. she would basically as the day went along just like basically make everything else work around the protein. She just was, was like this,
0: this is these are my proteins yeah. for the day yeah. and then yeah. whatever else happens happens and I'll yeah. just make it up. I love that. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. Um so let's let's stay there for a second because mm. right again I think the why is super important here. Right. So like we talked about sure. the why of steps, right. Steps have become mm-hmm. a really, it's like for a while it was like not talked about. And now it's become like the thing, right. Everybody on yep. Instagram saying like, get your steps in, which is a good thing. Right. Yep. But at the same time, if we don't understand why we just think that we're doing it. Right. So mm-hmm. idea of protein, like why is protein, we know that this is a good idea in our head. Mm-hmm. Like I should mm-hmm. eat more protein. Why is that an important thing in the weight loss, fat loss process?
1: Cool. So I think there, is, there are three reasons, right? So the first reason is it helps you preserve your muscle as you lose fat, Yeah. as you lose weight. Um, you don't want to lose muscle while you're losing weight because your metabolism will slightly slow down. You won't look toned and defined because just, being toned- Smaller version of yourself. Precisely, yeah. Because being toned just means having big enough muscles to give your limbs a shape, and having a low enough amount of body fat so that you can actually see that shape. That's what time yeah. means. And yeah. so protein contributes, along with doing strength training, protein mm-hmm. contributes to keeping that muscle. Mm-hmm. So that's the first reason. Number two, protein is so amazing at bringing your hunger levels down under control. Yeah, super in, a, in a calorie deficit, there are, there are two big problems, the potential of muscle loss, mm-hmm. um, which you deal with by eating more protein and you know mm-hmm. strength training and chronic hunger. Mm-hmm. which you deal with by increasing your protein so protein has an effect i believe is it on um does it increase leptin or decrease ghrelin or or it basically it inc- increased leptin right so increases your leptin which is the hormone that makes you feel full yeah so that's why we want more protein um and that's why i'm talking over and over and over again about protein now the numbers that you need Kind of ranges. Some people do better at around you know one gram of protein per pound of their target body weight, um, or even of their current body weight if the hunger is big enough. Other other people they function fine um, at around zero point seven grams of protein per pound yep. of their current body weight, um, or their target body weight. So somebody, let's say somebody is currently weighs around one eighty, wants to drop to one fifty, that would be getting anywhere from like one hundred and five to one hundred and fifty grams of protein per day in that 0.7 to one gram. Um, protein range
0: and just to put it in perspective just to encourage Mm. because that can sound like a daunting number right like a a normal size chicken breast has like 30 to 40 grams of protein in it
1: right right so like
0: you it's fairly simple if you if you're basing your meals around those protein sources to get to that with three meals and you're just having you know a six ounce six to eight ounce piece of chicken with lunch and maybe some fish or or beef or turkey or whatever it is with dinner mm-hmm. and you're having greek yogurt or um, eggs or whatever yeah. at breakfast or even the protein powders right are a really
1: protein powder is like let's say it's 30... 20 grams of protein yeah
0: I've, I've seen anywhere from 20 to 30 and and that's yeah. a really easy way to stack some up and and you get a good one and they taste yeah. really good You want to pitch your, I know you're, you're sponsored by them, but we can, (laughs) I'll pitch them afterwards.
1: (laughs) So I know that the, um, excuse your chicken breast idea. you a chicken breast and you have like a a protein shake snack at some point during the day, you're halfway there. Yeah. That's 50 grams right there. You're halfway there. Add some Greek Kogan in with, with, um, with your breakfast. Maybe you have like some eggs or some egg with some egg whites at lunch or some fish at lunch. And then, then yeah, you're, you're basically there. Yeah. Um, yeah, breaking it down per meal makes it a lot easier. I, I'm sponsored by Legion. I use their products every single day. So that's the company that I use. Um yeah, you, I, do you use your Legion?
0: Well, I, I got I used your thing, uh, because I was I was looking for, oh, nice. for a new I'm gonna pull it out here. I got, the, got a little
1: discount, huh?
0: Yeah, I got a little discount. So we'll put his uh his, his <laughs> code. We'll put his code in the uh in the yeah. in the show notes there if you want
1: to use it. But uh 20% yeah, I, off your first order. Yeah, so If you're is, in the U S it's free shipping. And if you don't like it, just tell them they'll refund you yeah, the money and really you, and great. you can keep the product. So yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: It's great. And um, uh, so I have their, their, I've been trying their creatine, which is uh really, really
1: yummy. Uh, okay, cool. So that's been, uh, cool. we'll but, but quite episode, frankly, but... you know, whatever protein powder yeah. is easily I, accessible to you and is within your budget too. That's for, the one you get. For
0: reference, for reference, I have used the protein powder at the grocery store for seven years yeah that's that's what i get because it's at the grocery store i'm like i'm out of protein butter i gotta get this
1: no exactly no but
0: i like this this is good Um, i
1: mean the the only reason that i mention it is it is it is without without question the best tasting i've ever had
0: yeah which is that's the key to it right like people can get all all caught up it needs to taste good it has to taste good because if it doesn't taste good you're you're gonna you're never going to eat it. It's the idea of like, why, why are we mm. saying chicken breast? Well, chicken breast is, is great. But like, if you don't enjoy chicken, don't eat chicken, right? Like, mm. it doesn't you don't have to do it. Like, you got to find a way to eat it and eat things that you enjoy. Yeah. And and also find like a balance of both in. And we've talked, you, you know, we'll talk about this, I'm sure at some point, the 80-20 mm. idea of like eating things that you, you know, that maybe aren't as low processed and aren't as maybe nutritious sure. for you because it helps you stay on balance. Right, yep. you love a beer. I love a margarita. Like we're, you know, both of us love pizza. Like we're going to eat these things because it allows us to yep. stay on track long term. But we also have found ways, like you said. All right, I really enjoy this protein powder, right? And you enjoy your breakfast. And you, I, you like, I, I enjoy all of the foods that I eat. So it becomes mm. a lot easier for me to eat them. And so it takes some time to figure out, all right, how do I enjoy cooking chicken in a way that's
1: absolutely yeah. There's going to be a lot of trial and error at the beginning if you're yep. not used to this. And there's going to be more, more error and trial, right? You're going, to really, yeah. you're going to feel like you're messing up a lot and you're going to feel like you're really frustrated. You're going to feel like it's impossible, but you just have to persevere.
0: Well, so this is, this is going to be a thing for, I'm sure you experienced this with your daughter, right? Sesame street. Like we're in the Sesame street stage with our, with our young okay. twins. And the, the phrase still like, Cocoa Melon, but we're almost Cocoa there, Melon yeah. Sesame street, man. <laughs> it's like, we love it. But the phrase on Sesame street is, when, you, when you're faced with a problem and you don't know what to do, you say, I wonder what if let's try. And mm. that's all it is. It's like, I wonder if I would like it this. Yep. Right? What if I, I tried it like that? Let's try it and let's see how it goes. If it doesn't work, then you try yeah. something else versus yeah. just being like, it has to be this, right? Which is why I don't think either mm. of us give anybody meal plans because nice. the idea that I'm going to say, this is what you're going to eat. Like, If you don't like that, then you are not going to eat it. Or you're gonna eat it and you're exactly. gonna hate it and you're never gonna stick with it.
1: Precisely. Precisely, yeah. Um and yeah, this whole thing about weight loss, if you go in knowing it's gonna be really, really hard, it's gonna be easier to like actually stick with it long term. Yeah if you have the correct expectations with it. Yeah and also, you know, if it were easy, I'd have a real yeah. job. Yeah. Right. I would mean, I would be messing around on Instagram all day, right? My my job yeah. is basically being sarcastic on Instagram for like seven yeah. hours a day, right? So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very. True. I'd, I'd be wearing a suit and tie right now, not not doing this like well, like messing around with Jeff.
0: Well, yeah, this
1: is, I say this all the time. It's it's really
0: not not fair that I enjoy my job as much as I do, but I, it's like a fairly unique thing that we get to do this. But yeah. Um, So let's talk about this a little bit because you're doing it right now Um, Mm. on, on Instagram. You're kind of documenting this, this, and Mm. you've been doing just a phenomenal job. You've been doing it. And, uh, and Jordan side who we've mentioned a couple of times. Yep. um, Hey, when I saw
1: him do it for the first time of, I think two years ago, I thought I'm going to do that. I love that idea.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to do it. I told, I told Danielis I'm going to be doing a similar thing uh, in uh, probably in March or something like that. I'm going to, I'm mm. kind of in the other direction right now, uh, mm. which is maybe not what most people are looking to do. <laughs> um, so, but in, in March I'm going to be doing a similar thing, but he's doing a great job of documenting explaining he's weighing himself every day. He's explaining the process and, and why you're doing a great job of explaining why your weight is doing what it, it is. Based, oh, thank on, you. based on the activities from the day before. And like you even yeah. did a quiz today, right? You're like, yeah, this, I saw you're like, I woke up at three in the morning. My daughter was up an hour earlier and I ate a little bit more carbs last night than normally. What do you think my weight is going to do today? Right. Yeah. But then you're like, but on the flip side of it, you see it's going to drop off when things go the other way. Absolutely. Direction, right? And so e- explain a little bit of your experience with it and some of the things mm. that you're noticing in the process of doing it.
1: Right. So a lot of people go into this expecting weight loss to be linear. Yeah. By which I mean, I think it's going to come down. It's going to slightly drop every day until they hit the target weight. Yeah. But that is not how weight loss works. So yeah, sure. The first few days from eating less food and maybe moving around a little bit more, um, you're going to drop some, some like mostly water weight to the beginning. Yeah. So you're going to see a, li- a little bit of a drop at the beginning. But then after that, your weight's going to come down. Then it's going to stay the same. Then it might come down again. Then it might increase again. Then it might come down again. Then it's going to maybe stay the same for like 7, 14 days. Then it might go up a little bit. Then it might come down again. So your weight loss is not going to be linear. All you're looking for is an overall trend. Yeah. And you need at least a month, a full month of data tracking your weight i use apple the apple health app i enter yeah. my weight and if you go to your the, your body weight and then you type you tap the, the m for month button you can see what the trend's looking like you can see it's yeah. going down and up and down and up but then overall you can see it's like going down so you only, you can only really see if you're losing weight after about gathered gathering a month's worth of data so yeah. by looking at your trend um see yeah, I- my weight my weight has been pretty much the same or yeah. slightly above what it is right now for like six days now yeah but I know because I took my measurements on Friday after two weeks of um <clears throat> two weeks of following this plan I had lost a few inches in a few spots yeah and as we know that inch loss is fat loss yeah. that tells me I've got to keep doing what I'm doing yeah so I with all of my clients as well I tell them hey You either weigh yourself daily or just don't Yeah, because we need the daily data for us to be able to see a trend. And if you're not comfortable doing that, if you're not comfortable seeing these spikes overnight because you had a poor sleep, so therefore you're holding on to more water or you had a tough workout and therefore you're holding on to more water as part of the recovery process. and your weight's going to spike the next morning. Maybe you had a higher carb dinner than usual. Maybe you had a saltier than than usual. Maybe you decided to go up to maintenance yesterday. All of those things are going to lead to you holding on to more water. And so if those daily spikes up are going to bother you, then don't weigh yourself. Instead, we're going to focus on the measurements. And I tell clients, look, we're going to take measurements every two weeks. And we're going to take the measurements at these particular spots. They're the, the, the chest measurement. We do the, the waist, which is the smallest part of your midsection. We do the umbilicus, which is you know literally just below the belly button. We measure around the widest spot of your glutes, which is the, the hips. We measure six inches above the thigh, and we measure your arm flexed around the widest point. Yeah. As long as two or more of them have dropped while the others remain the same, we keep doing what we're doing because if you're losing inches, you're losing fat. Inch loss is fat loss, and it's that's how you're going to feel Confidently, how you're closer fitting you by losing inches you know and especially if you've just started strength training too and you're starting to build a little bit of muscle yeah the number on the scale for the first month probably won't go anywhere
0: or even longer i had a client i had a, a woman who i think i i shared the story who had lost like across all of her measurements something like 14 inches in yeah. 10 weeks which was like nuts But her weight had actually ticked up over the course of those, you know, ten weeks, like a half an inch. And a coach was like, like another coach was like, Yeah, you should probably lower your calories because your weight's going up. I'm like, Man, like it's just there's so much out there where we can It's working. It's It's one day. It's like one day in in oh yeah. She hadn't weighed herself in forever. And also she's strength training and she's losing like she's like all of her clothes are like baggy on her and she's getting the stuff that she was like oh i want to wear this in next june and she got into it in 10 weeks we're like
1: that, what are we that talking was, about?" that here? was a successful plan
0: yeah we that it was worked. it was great uh so i love that so you've seen and you have you've shown like hey this really hasn't mm-hmm. gone you know crazy down yet yeah. but at the same time the inches are are coming off which is which is telling you the yeah. right story and and that those trends right you do get the up and down it's it's like Hmm. um (laughs) and i I use this analogy all the time it's like if you look at the stock market right if you look Mm -hmm. at your portfolio and i'm not a big finance guy but if you look at your portfolio day to day it's just depressing man like it's just like i don't know how like the reason why like those wall street guys have to be on so much drugs is because it's like it's nuts what they're dealing with because It's just, it's the same idea with your weight. Like if you look Mm. at an individual day in the stock market, it's going to go up and down and all sideways. It might stay the same, whatever. But if you look at the trend over a year, 10 years, 100 years, like it goes in this way. And so you're going to see those plateaus like you've seen. But it's just where people, and I think you've shared this a lot, like that's where I think, we quit because we think it's not working and when we quit then we just well that didn't work so then i got to try the next extreme thing that makes
1: it go down quicker but is precisely yeah and if you are in a calorie deficit every day of let's say approximately 500 calories Mm -hmm. that means each day you are in theory only burning like what 0.15 pounds of body fat 0.15 pounds of body fat yeah. per day you're burning in a 500 calorie deficit very approximately
0: yeah 500 but- divided by 3500 for uh for a pound for the for the math right. that up there.
1: so a seventh of a pound yeah okay um you not, know, but so that in that case people might think okay well why is the number going down by two pounds one and then back up by a pound the next day and it's it, on, a, on a day-to-day basis assuming that you're in a calorie deficit and you're you on track day-to-day those fluctuations can only be attributed to water retention like water loss water gap yeah. it's 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 pr- that's basically it unless you pretty severely overrate by like five thousand calories yesterday right like any kind of overnight gain yeah. is just going to be a difference in how much water you're holding on to yeah. and i tell people that when when people send me like a clapping emoji if my weight drops i tell Mm. them you're basically applauding me for pissing more yesterday
0: (laughs) (sighs) yep
1: yeah that's what you're clapping (laughs) i pissed more yesterday oh Mm. i had a really huge piss this morning Uh, that's what you're clapping really yeah so I, I, say I, people, look, I, I tell, had a large
0: poo this morning. That's what happened. Yeah.
1: So that's why feeling good about an overnight drop on the scale doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, In the
1: same way that feeling bad about an overnight increase on the scale doesn't make sense because it is just water weight. So I tell people, look, I don't want you to feel bad about the gains, but I also, I don't want you to feel good about the drops either. Yeah. Right, feel good about your habits. Feel good about okay. I had a really fantastic sleep, so I'm holding on to less water than usual today. Cool. Feel good about having had a great sleep. That's cool. Or feel good even on the, if the number on the scale drops below a certain number for the first time. Let's say you say you drop below 200 for the first time, or below 180 for the first time, or below 150 for the first time. Cool. That's great. You can celebrate that because that's like a milestone that you're seeing. But day to day, don't feel bad about the spikes up, but don't feel good about the spikes down either. Because it yeah. is just fluctuations in water.
0: Yeah. Well, and you drop below that, there's a very good likelihood that you bump back above it again. Right? Like you yeah. started above 180 and mm-hmm. you've been below it and then back above it and back below it. And and it's gonna it's gonna jump a little bit, but then eventually you're gonna trend yeah down. I'm
1: remembering your numbers here. You but- know it's funny the the only kind of person that i that i indirectly know whose weight was dropping every single day it was like a, a client's um partner and so their partner was like very pretty pleased yeah I'm, I'm cutting back on pizza and that kind of thing so I, I'm, I'm losing weight every day for like the last last three weeks it's going in every every single day turns out that person was diabetic
0: oh my goodness
1: and they were like they had they were type one diabetic and they had no idea and they they were losing weight for for like a a pretty serious health issue. Now the doctors caught it. So like it all kind of turned out okay. But that's the only situation where I've I've ever heard of somebody losing weight on the scale every single day. Every day.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't happen that way. Because the other thing is, and this is coming back to the last thing and maybe we can end here because I know you got to go and we've been going for a bit here and I feel like we- I'm good for another 10 minutes or so. So, well, I think this is going to probably take us that. So when we're thinking about the reason why is because even if you were perfect which is a prison right but even if you were perfect and you were eating a cal- caloric deficit and 100% whole nutritious foods and you slept 8 hours right even that would probably not happen because of even workouts and all the other factors that happen right yep but the reality is you also you you can't do that like we it's a, it's you you want to actually live your life right the idea of yep you're going to hit this number on the scale and everything's going to magically be all right. Right. Is, is just false because you also, you want to get to that point in the scale and still be able to enjoy yourself. Because if the things Mm -hmm. that you did to get you there, you're not going to want to do when you get there, then you're going to get right back to where you were. Right. So like if I'm only eating salads and steamed broccoli and boiled chicken breast for six weeks and I lose 15 pounds for, you know, a, a, Vacation getaway. Well, then I'm gonna mm-hmm. go do my vacation getaway. I haven't built any habits and I'm gonna come back and it's all gonna come right back and you're gonna gain and lose the same 10-15 pounds forever. That's what I did mm-hmm. for a long, long
1: time. Yep, I've been and, there too.
0: Yeah. And so finding the way, like you shared on this journey, and you're sharing on this journey, the days where you're like, hey, I'm I'm not hitting my calorie target, like you've talked about. And and you and I are a little different in this. I don't necessarily track my calories, but I also know sure. people who I know a ton of people who do. For yep. for me and and for a lot of my clients, it does, and I think there's plenty of ways to do it as long as you're kind of absolutely there. right. You no know, uh, nobody
1: has to track calories. So I agree yeah. with that.
0: But you have targets, right? We we have targets, mm. even even for me and my clients. Like we have we have goals, we have targets that we're shooting for, whether it's portions or whatever. And so mm. you have your range of of calories, the the twelve, right? And then you usually kind of go yep. on hundred to two hundred calories on either side of it to give yourself a yep. range, which is also important. But also, mm-hmm. like, there's going to be days where you're just not even going to be in the ballpark of that. No. Right? no. Where you're going to be like, all right, you're shooting for 2100. You're at 3000. And it's intentional. But, like, how has that kind of been for you in this experience? And then also mm. kind of when you talk, like, share a little bit about why that lack of, or not, I'm not going to say lack of consistency, but intentional consistency at like 80% versus sure. shooting for 100% is, yeah. is a hundred percent is much better
1: path. Well, first of all, you used a very important word there, intentional. Yes. So even on my days off, it's not that i'm just eating as much as i possibly want to eat and stuffing everything in my mouth without any kind of control like i'm still in control of my decisions yeah i think it's it's like yeah (laughs) cheat days is like yeah that's that's like the yeah those don't work for most people unless you're somebody like the rock yeah unless you're the rock that's what i was thinking yeah yeah
0: (laughs) but you can't like he's not a human like he's he's a different no. different breed he's, of he's of like being. he's like,
1: literally a superhuman right <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like he's like the next level up right he was all like um, i gotta train to be black
0: adam i'm like dude you walk around like a superhero yeah. like everybody else like, <laughs> everybody else has to be cgi like you're the dude like i don't know what you're exactly
1: talking. exactly yeah so anyway so what i do is i very deliberately and very intentionally give myself an extra five to 600 calories for once or twice a week i go up to approximately maintenance even if it's a small surplus it's a small one it's not enough to undo any kind of progress Mm. um and that is so that i can enjoy having a beer or two having some pizza having some ice cream um now i'm not going to track at all on like christmas day yeah okay but that's special occasions like that, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving, your birthday, and a few other kind of celebrations that you might have, I wouldn't track. And I actually, I would actually tell my clients, look, like, tracking on this day would probably mean you don't have the best relationship with food, Yeah. if you feel the need to track stuff. Now, on a regular weekend, where it's more of like a social occasion over a special occasion, cool. I'm going to I'm going to relax my, my calorie guidelines. I'm going to intentionally give myself an extra 500 calories, but it's not like I'm avoiding fruit or vegetables or protein. They still, I'm still like pretty much eating very similar diet that, that I ways that I normally do. Um, it just gives me more. It, it gives me, um, more of a range to work with, but also, it's not like I'm eliminating those foods throughout the week. It's not like I'm only having pizza or a beer yeah. on a on a weekend and when I'm at maintenance. There are days where I'll have pizza and stay in a deficit, or have a beer or some wine and stay in a deficit, or have a cookie and stay in a calorie deficit. Because I don't want to start thinking it's my cheat day or that I can only have those foods on this particular day. Yeah. It's just it's it's more for the amount of calories, feeling a little bit more satisfied than usual. Not not that I don't feel satisfied Monday through Friday or when I'm, you know, in that calorie deficit, but I'm more satisfied than usual. Yeah. I get to enjoy food, I get to be social, I get to like not um have to worry about you know, oh, should I really be eating this with my with my family? It was like, yeah, I want to I want to have some nachos or I want to have some pizza with the family, have a drink, and not not worry about it. Yeah. Well, and um, if- because we we need to live our lives as well. Because if you want your your weight loss to be um, sustainable in the long term, you need to approach it with sustainable methods. Yeah. Most well so, you need to be able to eat this kind of food, not be scared of carbs, not be scared of sugar or alcohol. Keep them, you know, keep the sugar and alcohol in moderation. Of course, that's just a good idea, generally speaking, yeah. right? For health, for the long term health, but also the way that I'm eating, even during the week when I'm in a deficit, it's very similar to how I'm going to be eating when I'm back up for maintenance, yeah. just more calories, more. Volume. And if you want to learn how to lose the weight and keep it off you need to actually approach your weight loss with a very similar approach than your weight maintenance, just with a little bit less food.
0: Yeah. Well, and and what what you said is exactly true, because going back to what you said very early on, which is think about what you're going to add versus what you're going to take away, right? So instead of, all right, I'm going to subtract food, usually... Right, Because for you, what you're eating at maintenance is maybe a little bit higher quality. But for other people, if they're maintaining or even maybe kind of going in the other direction right now and they're looking sure. to lose weight, right, you got to look at what you're eating. And instead of saying like, all right, I'm going to eliminate, I'm going to eat less food, right? Again, that's a matter of willpower. You got to do some mm. of those swaps or what am I going to add in, right? I'm going to add in more protein. And so maybe I'm not as hungry for because that's one of the big things. It's so satiating mm. that we were talking about earlier. It's so filling that you're not going to be as hungry for these other things. The reason why we add in higher quality, less processed, more nutritious food, more whole food is because it's more filling than is its counterpart. From a strictly like numbers perspective, absolutely. Calorie deficit is, is right. But the ease of staying in it is Mm -hmm. based on the distribution of your food. Yes. Yes. Both and right. Both. And you have to Mm -hmm. have some maybe less nutritious foods, these things, and you're not depriving yourself of them because then you don't bounce back the other way. Right. And because life Mm -hmm. without pizza is miserable, like you have to have those, but you also like have to have the majority of your food coming from these whole more nutritious foods because that allows you to stay more full Then if you're trying to, if you're trying to stay in a calorie deficit, eating only pizza and cookies, you're going to, it's going to be almost impossible because those things just go right through you. Yeah. Just go right through you. And so eating the more nutritious food, one, you're going to get more volume of it Mm -hmm. because like, it's a lot easier to eat. Like it's, you know, a slice of pizza Yes, like the equivalent amount of, you know, quinoa or whatever is, is a lot. Like it's a lot of volume. So you're going to stay more full, but also. It's going to do other things for your health from a lot of different perspectives. And so, exactly. And so, so you, the, beyond so doing just the weight
1: loss. Precisely. Yeah. So, like, I eat lots of fruit and vegetables and protein, and I sometimes have pizza or sometimes I have beer while I'm mm-hmm. losing weight. And I'm going to be eating and drinking the exact same thing at maintenance. When I've lost the weight and I want to maintain, because as you said, it's just a good idea for long-term health to eat your vegetables and eat your protein, eat fruit and like have a, an overall nutritious diet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm getting to the age where I'm noticing Facebook photos of people who I was at high school with like 20 years ago, Mm who has been exercising and eating well for the last 20 years and who Mm -hmm. hasn't because the ones who are not look about 10 to 15 years older than me. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah uh I, this it's it's a real thing where i'm like dude i cuz i don't like i i unfriended a lot of people on facebook at one point in my life cuz i was like i don't yeah. talk to them anymore and now i'm like yeah. they're popping up on my suggested friends and i'm like i definitely went to high school with them but i don't recognize them at all like they don't look anything like
1: and that's you know, an I'm not don't know how old you are but i'm 37 so i'm in my late 30s right now mm-hmm. like then like let's check back in when, when we're all 50 yeah I'm like yeah that's going to be the huge difference that's going to be the huge difference
0: absolutely well my favorite uh like I I just had him in in my class today that I, I taught at at the gym that I train at and mm. uh one of he's like he's got to be in his late late 60s early 70s and is just in incredible shape like just incredible shape and all the younger dudes that are you know 30 to 40 45 mm-hmm. whatever are looking at him especially like the 20 year olds are don't, you know, they want to be shredded. Right. But the 30 to 40 year olds with kids and and are starting to think about this are like, that's the goal right there. Like this guy is not like, but he's in, you can just tell by look he's in, he's been taking care of himself for a long time. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't enjoy himself. Right. But you can tell the difference between that person. Like he's probably older than I think he is. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where you get yeah. shocked, where you're like, are you really like pushing 70? Because I know 70 year olds who don't walk anymore,
1: you know? Exactly. And um, there's a, it's a thing that, you know, I'm sure, you know, Dan John, the coach yeah. Dan John, like yeah, yeah. the legend in the, in the industry. I think he's in his mid 60s now. Yeah. And I've heard him say on a podcast recently, if I didn't know any better, I'd tell you I was 32. Yeah. Because he feels that way. Yes. Yeah. To be able to do the things that you could do at thirty-two when you when you're sixty-two, yeah. like that's the goal, huh? So like, not have any serious aches or pains to be able to basically go to the gym. If you want to go to on like a random hike when you're in your sixties, yeah. You like how many sixty-year-olds do you know who, like, let's think how many people who are, let's say sixty-five could do like a random ten-mile hike just on like a random day? What percentage of them could?
0: Very very little, yeah.
1: Yeah, because as those those poor habits that we form in our twenties when we go to college and then we get a full time job, or we don't really bother getting back to the exercise side of things, like those habits accumulate, and the the negative outcomes of those habits accumulate in the long term as well. Yeah. But it's not like we have to be doing a ton. No, it's like walk for approximately an hour or so per day, broken up however you want it to be broken up, and then hit the gym two or three days a week. That that's pretty much it for physical activity. You don't have to do if you can do that for thirty years, you're gonna be in really really good shape,
0: for sure. Well, in the in the the plus side of that too, like the because you and I are both dads, right? And and Mm. I don't know about you because I know your family is is further away, but like one of my the best experiences, one of my favorite experiences as a dad so far has been watching my parents and and my wife's parents with our kids right? Like yeah. getting down on the floor and like rolling around with them and playing around with mm. them. It's like, it's one of the highlights of being a parent. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I don't even know how long, I'm 31. Right. So my kids, you know, 30 years from now is when like, I got, I got a 30 year head start on when I got to be rolling around with my yeah. grandkids, <laughs> you know, 30 plus years. So like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta got be here. 30 years from now, not to mention right now, right. To be able yeah. to roll around with my kids and, and like, I'm sure your daughter is at 16 months is like, daddy, let's do, you know, X, Y, Z, right. Like, and you just going,
1: like, Oh, we're kids. literally resting this morning. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Just
0: yeah. all over the place. And just to want to be able to do those things and, and not have. Hmm. So like there's the future, but there's also the now, you know, yep. where, it, it, where everything becomes a lot easier. And so the stakes are, are so high. And, and it's just a matter of priorities, right? When you think about your goals and the things that matter to you, like what, what you do now will determine what you're able to do for the, for the long haul. And, and so I think that some, exactly what you said, and I, I really appreciate mm. that work you kind of running to the end here, but everything that you said here is, is I think super practical and, and trying to lay it out simply to be like, mm. listen, if we can do this well in the run like it's not about how fast you do it it's about how long can you keep it yeah and yeah. and all the things that you've talked about today are about trying to keep it for the long term yeah right, so that we're not talking about the same conversation in another 6 months 6 years yeah. 60 years
1: and as you know as as a dad i feel like it's my responsibility to be yeah. as healthy as i possibly can be yeah. yeah while my my daughter is still a child yeah you know, once she's like independent, she's off on her own, she got a job, all that kind of thing. Okay, cool. Like it's that's not my job anymore. I'm gonna keep being healthy, of course. Yeah. But you know, while I have dependence, um I have to I have to be healthy. Yeah. I have to be as much as you know, there are obviously things we can't control, medical stuff, whatever, those things can happen, whatever you do. Okay. But it's my job to minimize the risk of that happening in the next 20 years. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, because they like they're quite literally dependents. Like they they exactly. need you for so many yeah. things, and who they become is a reflection of how we care for mm. them and how present we are. And and you mm. notice the difference. Like I notice the difference in in my kid and how he behaves and everything else. All my kids, but particularly yeah. my oldest, who like has actual behavior. You know, is like how he behaves is is so dependent on like was I present with him today, or if I was like a not, yeah. You know, He's gonna not be who who he can be, yeah. You know? and, and and it's that's a reflection of what I've
1: done to take care of myself. Yeah, it's one of those simple but difficult things, right? It's it's pretty simple what we have to do to be like yeah to be able to be present to be healthy. It's we've got to hit the gym or just exercise in in some moderately intense way two or three days a week. Or to be walking every day. Eat your fruit. Eat your vegetables. Drink your water. Go to bed early right? it it there's there's not like a ton of like very complicated things you have no. to do. It's simple. It's not easy, but it no. is simple.
0: And that's my favorite phrase about it. It's it's simple yeah. and it's not easy, right? So the how you how you make it easier for yourself is exactly what we did. Like you have mm. to you have to start with the easy, right? Like yeah. you don't you don't start anything like just trying to do everything all mm. in right it's like i take my two-year-old who can't hit a ball off a tee and i put him in front of major league baseball pitchers <laughs> like dude it's there's literally no chance so like don't yeah. get too far over your skis try to start with what's doable yeah and build like we talked about like one step at a time and then it becomes yeah.
1: sustainable well, and Daniel, yeah, one of my um I'm, i i Feel free to steal this, but you know, one of my the things I'm going to be talking about on Instagram a lot for the rest of this month, especially, is please don't wait until January to like to, to start trying to lose weight. I'm not saying that you should lose weight for the next couple of months, but what I'm saying is don't stop working out or don't wait to start working out till January. Yeah. Don't wait till January to start tracking your food. Don't wait to start eating more vegetables or going to bed earlier or drinking more water. Don't wait to do those things because you're going to have so many fucking things to have to try to think about at once if you do wait till January. And that's why most people fail in January because they start trying to do like 11 things all at once. All at once, yep. So start I, doing I, some stuff now. What's up from going to bed on time or drinking more water for the yeah. next two months or going for walks for the next two months?
0: I did a post on this, and you let me know when you got to run here. But I did a post on this too, like two, three days ago, which was like, listen, yeah. even if you're, you get into the mindset because here in, in the states, Daniel's up in Canada, Nova Scotia, right? But in the states, we got Thanksgiving coming up in in two, three weeks, and then it's Christmas and everything, and New Year's, right? So even if you take all of that, and like my my kid's birthday is here, and my mom's birthday, like, there's a lot mm-hmm. happening in the next two months, and I totally get that. But the idea that like you're gonna not do anything. Because of even if you did that, right, let's do Thanksgiving the night before Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, let's do Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the day after Christmas, that's at six, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, that's eight, plus my mom's birthday and my kid's birthday. Now I'm at 10 days, right? And I like, I gave a lot of room there where I'm like, literally Mm. not tracking at all. Let's say I went over, you know, and I did the math on this, but like, you have like the fact that i'm not gonna do anything for 50 days which is what was left at the time i posted like we're probably at 56 days right Mm -hmm. so 46 days of potential progress with 10 days of not even caring at all yeah like you're missing the forest for the trees you know because
1: and go ahead sorry
0: Well, and and exactly like you said, like, it doesn't mean that you have to lose weight in this amount of time, but you can stack some habits that are going to make it a lot Mm. easier for you. Because you talked about it, Mm. like, at the very beginning, should a breastfeeding mother try to lose weight? Probably not, because, like, there's enough stress happening, right? To try to lose weight is a stressor, and we Mm. have only so much RAM for that. And so maybe this isn't the time to lose weight, but that doesn't mean that you can't start to do some things that will be healthier, because exactly like you said – what you do to lose weight is exactly the same thing as you do to maintain your weight. And so if you're doing those things, but you're just not worrying about where you are with your calories, but you're starting to maybe yep. exercise a little bit more, walk a little bit more, mm-hmm. sleep a little better, eat some more protein, some of those things can tack up. So then you're hit hitting the ground running in January and not trying to play like catch up or trying to undo 60 days of just saying, screw it. Because yep. now I'm, instead of being, the same, or maybe even a couple pounds down, I'm five pounds heavier than I was because I just said, oh, I'll screw it, wait till January. And so you're playing yeah. it with two outs in a full count.
1: Precisely. Like just view the next two months of like habit formation, forming the habits that you'll need to all be in place come January to start losing weight. So it's habit formation. And also, Gyms get really quiet in November and December. It's such a great place to start going to the gym because no one's there. Nobody's there. You feel more comfortable. There's going to be, you know, it's not going to be too crowded. Gyms give people a ton of incentives to join in November and especially December. It's such a great time to join a gym because no one is and well, the I gyms you, are desperate for people they're fucking desperate they're going to give you all yeah. some kinds of discounts and free training sessions just like my, my gym
0: is giving like a free week away in like in a week or something like yeah. that But then here's the other thing is then from just a comfort perspective when you show yes. up on january 1 you know everybody right you're like you're a regular there even though you've only been there for a month but you're comfortable versus you're coming in on january Already feeling not so great about the decisions that you made made and like regretting yep. the fact that you listened to this podcast and maybe didn't make the decisions that we're talking about. And so now you're January 1 in there trying to do it and you're in there with a gajillion other people who are also in there doing too many extreme things trying to play catch up yep. versus just doing the simple steps right now. And even not Precisely. losing weight, but just like it doesn't mean that you can't be building mm. those habits that will make it that much easier for you to just like run with it.
1: Even if you just go to the gym three days a week and you spend 10 minutes on the treadmill, that's, that's a habit you form right there. Going to the gym is the habit that you formed. And also on the treadmill, you can see where everything is. You can see where the different equipment is, see where the dumbbells are, see where the benches are, see where the changing rooms are. You can scope out where different things are so that, you know, when you do start to go onto the gym floor, do some strength training, when it's really busy in January, you think, Oh, well that, Equipment's being used right now, but you know what? I know there's another piece of equipment over there that I could use, which would give the same function, right? now. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be in a much better position come January, Absolutely. much better. So like, Absolutely. yeah, start, start doing stuff now. And again, even if the only thing that you do is you do a 10 minute walk a day for the next 60 days, that's fucking fantastic. Like how much health are you going to be versus not walking? In 50 different
0: ways too? like yeah. healthier in so many different ways like yeah and and so don't discount the effectiveness of small changes yeah because you stack enough of them on top of each other and they're big big changes
1: and then suddenly boom you just drop 10 pounds
0: that's my fear and you you and I say this all the time like my favorite thing for my clients to say is they're like "This, this felt really easy and I don't feel like I've changed anything and I feel like I'm not working like, hard enough. Yeah, and they're and they're like <laughs> one of them. Like their their partner said to them, she 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 told me this. she was like, I said, I don't feel like I've I've been doing anything. He's like, Are you serious? <laughs> like, look at what we used to eat versus what we eat now. Like, look at what you used to do for activity versus what you do now. Look at the decisions that you make in our routines yeah. and yeah, and and the fact that you can get to that point where it's not like, Oh my gosh, I'm going at it. Versus like this feels easy is why you're like, oh, I can keep doing this forever and ever and ever yeah. and ever. And that's the whole point. Like if you can't see yourself doing it, it's not weight loss is not a 12 week challenge. You <laughs> know, you and I work with people oftentimes we for 12 weeks to begin with and then we keep going. But like, it's not a matter of what can you do for 12 weeks is what can you do for 12 months or 12 years? Yeah. Is exactly what you want exactly. to work with.
1: 12 weeks is like, okay, after 12 weeks, you can almost certainly, and with a coach almost definitely, um, have those habits in place and feel yeah, really good. 100%. And then after that, you just need to basically ruthlessly execute week in, week out, just keep doing those things until they are ingrained. Yep.
0: I, I have, like when with my program, like the first the first 12 weeks, you're getting like videos from me every week with like here here's some habits here's some things to think about etc after the 12 weeks you don't because like all of the tools are there like we're not yeah we're not there's not more advanced metrics to this you just got to get really really like unless you're trying to be a pro bodybuilder or act in a movie like yep you don't need to go past that like you can just yep. you can just do really 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 well at those things and you're going to be exactly where you want to be Exactly. Well, we went, we went way over my man. I, really, <laughs> I hope you, no right. but I really appreciate you coming on, uh, any kind of last minute, you know, tell people where they can find you. And any, if you have any, I know we talked about a lot, but any kind of last minute, uh, tips or anything like that you want to share that we didn't chat about. Um,
1: um but... I'm Rosen train. I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, T R E I N. I've got a website, rosentrain.com and I've got a blog. Um, there are links all over the website to sign up for my newsletter. Um, Fit Which Bullets great, Friday. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. You read I it. Signed huh? up,
0: I signed up and I was it was like <laughs> I, I was it was great. No, you do a great
1: job. Cool. Oh, and if you sign up, you're gonna get a beginner's guide to strength training as well. Like yeah. you'll I'll email it to you pretty much immediately. So um yeah, if you subscribe to that newsletter, again via my website, rosentrain.com. Um, you'll get that beginner's guide to strength training. So if you have no idea what to do in the gym, that might be like a nice thing that you yep. can um, to use to get you going. Love it, love it.
0: Well, I really appreciate awesome. you coming on, my man. And uh, thank you for having, be having me on, Jeff. Appreciate it. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be having his own podcast coming out soon. Yes, so, I'm recording is,
1: uh, the introduction today. today. So uh, yes. I'm going to be reaching out to you, Jeff, to um for us yeah. to have another chat.
0: Would love to have it, man. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, y'all, and uh, you know, do all the things that you do with podcasts. I don't even know what they are—like reviews and comments and or messages. Give them a
1: five-star review and (laughs) and, and, let (laughs) them know how good this Uh, is. Yeah.
0: What What else uh, should we talk about? And and if uh, all those kinds of things, would love to do it. But really appreciate it, guys, and uh, and thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on, Daniel, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.